to another episode of No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, here in North Texas, joined by my two favorite people, Villem up in Tulsa. Villem, how are you? Hey, Brian. Good. How are you? I'm doing dandy. And the thunder from down under, Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you tonight? <laughs> doing well. Uh, you know, It's because you're from the better south. after that. Yeah. <laughs> the thunder from down under. <laughs> Uh, that's what we call no, Austin it, here well. in Dallas. I mean, we call it know, the down under. Half of our effort this time of the year goes to not melting. So yeah, how's that working out for us? Fully tapped out of uh, energy at the moment. <laughs> just right. Getting through the day in this fucking slog when it's 106 out. Yeah, no, that sucks. Uh, it rained so, here this morning and then it got up to 102. So, yeah, so that humidity was nice and high. Yeah, it sucks. Sucks all around. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, now that we kicked it off on such a high note, what are you drinking, Brian? <laughs> I'm drinking a Modelo Shalada Limon Isol. Uh, okay, so um, is that does that have clam juice in it or not? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Okay. It is just uh, it's uh, with the refreshing flavors of lime and salt. Oh, no, that's Clamato. Clamato, right? yeah. Clamato Shal- is the one. Michelada is, is, yeah, that's just tomato juice. It's like Bloody Mary mixed with beer. Yeah, well, shalada in general is just uh, like fruit, veggie, and beer. Doesn't have to necessarily be tomato based. There's Um, a huge, uh, is it, uh, what's that that Netflix documentary where they go, they do the tacos, but then they kind of fucking sidetrack into shaladas? Because in Mexico, they throw just like shit in big containers, like. Some some people make shaladas out of like a pineapple, and then they'll throw sour gummy worms and shit in it. Like it's I think you're <laughs> describing a frat party. Uh, and no, no, no. I'll find out what the show is. But this was like shock. This guy was like, "Oh, hey, look over here. This is like another thing." While they're doing tacos. Really well, this is this is part of Modelo's shalada variety pack, yeah. which is friggin' dope. Uh, so there's four different shaladas that they have, and they have five in total, I think. Um, but, uh, they have limoni salt, just lime, lime and salt. They have, uh, pineapple, pine, a picante pineapple. Mm. So, so spicy pine. Uh, then they have spicy orange and did I hit them all? Pineapple, orange, limon. There's That's one more. Good. There's one more that I'm missing besides a regular shalada. Anyway, they're really good. All of them have been awesome. Oh, mango. There it is. Mango, oh, spicy mango, it. like mango and tamarind, I think. Yeah, so how go are the look preservatives up. on those, Brian? How are the preservatives? Yeah, have you uh, looked into that? Yeah, I, I do treat my body as a temple, Villem, and often I find myself getting lost in the xanthan gum uh, and uh, et cetera. Preser- no, I haven't looked in the preservatives of this. I, I would assume at 3.5% alcohol that uh, it's probably majority fake lime. It's got aluminum in it, and it's in aluminum, so it's great. 
super healthy for you. The fuck kind of question is that? You're asking. You're asking pod prep and preservative questions. Who are you? Yeah. What are the topics for tonight? By the way, what kind of preservatives is that beer? Happening. No beer left behind has turned into a very deep podcast. It it has. Um, All the while, it's just normal. No, I know. Just kidding. Um, So, if you look, I sent the Michelada one that I've discovered on Netflix. I'm pretty sure there's a Netflix show about this, but um, they literally put gummy worms on top of it and shit. It's very, it's nuts. Mexico um, I'm not City, sure how that good it is. Awesome. But Micheladas right now are all the craze in Mexico. Like coming yeah. up with different weird versions of them is the thing. That looks awesome. Honestly. I mean, agreed. Why I would not? try it. Now I'm, so. just, I, now I'm just reading this punch.com article. Punchdrink. <laughs> Punchdrink.com. Sure. Uh, Willem, what are you sipping on this evening? I, I know what it is, uh, but I want you to tell it's the people. It's on theme to, to your thing, Lageritaville. Uh, Stone Cloud Mexican-style lime lager. Mm. And so we got the lime connection here, it would seem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except Willem's uh, is the preferred drink of the villages, Florida. Yeah, exactly. No, it's too expensive for the villages. I guarantee it. Right. <laughs> it's it's uh, made by Stone Cloud. It's coming in at a premium. Stone Cloud's really good. They are really so, good. To be fair, um, um, I want to. I don't see, know. I, st- I I saw the name. I was like, fuck yeah, and I'm, I like cervezas. I want to see if you can get a uh, a beer, or if you've tried a beer. It's from American Solera. I want to say it's called Bub Light. Ah, uh, yes. Have you tried it? Yeah. Is it good? I've tried it. I only had it once and it was like I mean, I liked I, I, I like most beer, to be honest. I haven't had a bad beer from American Slayer that I just like I've had beers that there are other beers I like more, but I wouldn't say that any of them have been bad. Fair. I mean I the the purpose of this beer is just to be a brewer pounder beer, like something you can drink right. a lot of. Um, but I think I, I think I recall enjoying it honestly. I mean, you probably yeah. did. It's made by Matt up there at American Solera, so it's it's going to be solid no matter what. Hell yeah! Um, but they made stickers of his face, like cartoonized, like the Prairie and uh, American Solera, like cartoon fi- faces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of Matt Denham's face, and every collaboration that American Solera does across the country, it seems like they just take a handful of those stickers and they just end up places all across uh, okay, like yeah. social media. It's, it's good. It's, love it's that. fun love to see. That. It's fun to see, uh, traveling Matt and his face. Yeah, we, on things. My wife and I love going to American Solera. You're married. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, not, not trying to <laughs> flex on us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm getting some regularly. No big deal. Have you gotten a chance to go to their new place, Brian, the, the warehouse kind of space? Uh, n- no. The only time I've been to American Slayer, it was in the old Prairie building. Man, I so we moved here in 2015, and the build, the building, <laughs> the building that they're in right now, was this like rusted out warehouse. But when you drove past, you could see like it had this skylight in the roof, and mm-hmm. it just it looked really cool. And I said at that time, I was like, someone could turn that into something really cool, and like that's exactly 
what they did with that place. It's funny because Stone Cloud did that exact same thing down in Oklahoma City. They took a, I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's a, a pretty big ass building and mm-hmm. like in a, excuse me, a historically like popular part of town. Um, but they did the same thing where they, or the same thing that American Solera did, which is they turned like a very sturdy old building into a really pretty space. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. If you ever go down to downtown Oklahoma city, uh, encourage you to check out stone cloud. And I've wanted to get over to Oklahoma city a little bit. I need to prioritize that. May I also suggest to bring your, your big boy pocketbook because it will add up that, that will, that trip will add up on you. Damn for real. Yeah, but it's worth Uh, it. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, speaking of uh, breweries closing down, did you guys see what's happening to Anchor Steam? So it's not Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam is Our Anchor Brewery. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, they've been they've been slowly scaling back over the last year, um, but then they announced today, I think, what you're referencing, Frank, that they're finally closing the doors. Yeah, oh, it sounds damn. like they're being pushed by the uh, Sapporo folks. Yeah, <laughs> not making enough. <clears throat> enough money you know as a they were always good as a cult brand i can't say i bought them anytime other than their christmas releases to yep. be honest like the amber's fine i never looked for it there was like i used to love getting their beer when we lived in new jersey that was some of the first like uh craft beer that i got into yep i had uh anchor steam the, that's the that's the name of the brand. That's why I was giving you a hard time. Their steam beer is what put them on the map. Uh, but Anchor Steam at the yeah, Flying Saucer in Fort Worth was one of my first craft beers too. Um, yeah. Drinking it on on draft. Um, it was also the first beer that I ever had on cask. Which, wow. if you've never had a true cask uh, beer, uh, it was you know, poured by a hand engine. So, you know, the old, old style pumps that you have to literally like crank the beer out of the, yep. uh, the non carbonated keg through a sparkler. It was a whole thing. It was very, very good. And I remember, uh, sitting down at the bar in, at the flying saucer in Fort Worth and asking the bartender, I'm like, Hey, trying to get into beer. And he was like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, I like Guinness. And he was like, Okay. Well, well, you know, pour you this. That's unfortunate that they and, treated you like that. Yeah, it really turned me off to beer, Frank. No, he went on to <laughs> he went on to be like, all right. Well, if you want to try something, he like I could tell he was annoyed, but at the same time, he went into like fucking reflex mode, <laughs> like he's just going through the motions. And then as I tasted, you know that that cask beer, I was like, this is really good. I felt like he poured it just to be like, you dickhead, you really like beer, then you'll fucking hate this. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And I started talking to him about what I enjoyed and he was like, Oh, okay. If you like that, you want to try this. And I remember my cousin and I had like four or five beers for free that night just because he was pouring different beers for me to sample. And he's like, if you like this, then try this. And if you like that, then try this. If you don't like that, then try that. It was fucking awesome. But it all started because of anchor steam on cask. Because he was gatekeeping for he just was a little bit. trying to, and then he realized, Ryan, you need to put your big boy pants on. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. That's drive that is the, the worst. Drive the market. Sometimes when you go to um, establishments and they're they're sort of gatekeepy. It's I really don't enjoy it. Like your job's to sell 
shut the fuck up and sell. Like, yeah, that's what that's you know. he he had his his moment, and he's like, no, yeah. we need to get that basket ring up. Okay? Yeah, but those those moments because... are enough for Frank to never come back. Like if I if I get that kind of treatment at a spot, it takes a lot for me to turn my opinion around. <laughs> like I get so put off by it. Yeah, um, I'm not as judgy as Frank. Um, yeah, obviously. That's it's, true. It's funny. Um, I'm hella you know judgy. what? Open. <clears throat> speaking of beer openings, um, Fast Friends opened up here in in the Austin area. Yeah, you texted about that. What is that place? Tell us. It is. I I don't know the entire backstory, but let me tell you, it reminds me a lot of Skull Mechanics in their styles they're making rice lagers they're making czech lagers they're making amber um uh well, vienna lagers and very interesting pilsners and just odd beers they have two ipas on tap out of the 14 beers that they have listed which right. to me is a great sign yeah um so that's on the beer side on the food side they make a absolutely spot on, and I I do not say this lightly because it is. <clears throat> I don't know why it's so difficult, but it seems to be very difficult for folks to make a good New York slice when they're not in the Northeast. This is a spot on New York slice in Austin, Texas. Home slice has nothing on this. Well, uh, if, it is very fucking good pizza. Frank, you clearly haven't been following. Forget about it, pizza, which is. <sighs> Uh, the number one New York pizza review YouTube channel reviewing pizzas in DFW, mainly North Dallas slash okay. the 380 corridor area. Very specific, but number one up there. Um, okay. And if you want reviews that mean nothing and are not consistent from establishment to establishment, if you want somebody to tell you, I give it a B plus, and then the very next time he gives it two stars... You fucking you found your place. Forget about a pizza. It's the, the best. He's gonna be wearing forget about it. He's gonna be wearing Jets jerseys from the nineteen eighties, and he's gonna be wearing uh, different New York Rangers attire uh, in the middle of the summer here in North Texas, sweating his dick off. That, insula that insulated jersey is really gonna go well. Testing out Jim's number two New York pizza on uh, three eighty in Aubrey. I'll I'll be I'll be honest. I'm, you know, I'm very particular when it comes to New York pizza, and it's the only one. Like Detroit pizza, Jets via three one three. I don't give a shit. Jets. I like Jets personally, but you know, like it's Detroit pizza. It sounds like you're talking computer code. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what New the York, fuck Jets three one three is. is. What the fuck is that? I know what New York pizza is, but like, what the fuck is D Detroit three one three? What the fuck is happening? No, Detroit style okay. is like kind of a. It's between a New York and a deep dish. Yeah, I heard it was like Brooklyn style crust. Uh, it's a little bit. Uh, is it crispier? And a little bit thicker. It crispier yeah. or soft? Or it's crispier okay. and thicker. It's yeah. It's more in the style of like a focaccia bread almost. Crust. I don't like that. Uh, very good. It's very no. good. Um, but. In saying that, Fast Friends, great, great beer, um, fantastic pizza. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still not drinking beer, so I just had you know like a little the sampler like or the two ounce yeah. thing um, of the which pilsner was it? 
Well, they I think have. It was the Czech. The I was Czech gonna say they have. They have I, I looked up their beer list when you brought them up because like hell yeah, I want to check this out. <laughs> Uh, they have a Czech Pilsner. They have a Bohe- or a Bohemian Czech Pilsner, which awesome. And they also have two Keller beers, which is great. They have a Zwickel Hell, uh, Zwickel Hellis, and a Zwickel Czech, which uh, Zwickel beer or, Hel- or, uh, or Keller beer uh, just means unfiltered. So okay. making true style like lagers, which cool, cool as shit. Um, they also make a Grzyzki beer or a Grzyzer beer, which that is that one was on on the on the uh, on the list. My friend had it, said it was very good. Dude, uh, the fact that it's three point two percent ABV with zero, yeah, three point two percent ABV with zero IBU, mm. killer. Um, but I will say this: I was a little little concerned because, as you were saying, that they only had two IPAs on the list. The first four beers they had listed on Untapped were all IPAs, <laughs> but it looks like yeah. they're all like recent releases and are not. They may not be year round. And I'm but, guessing they probably rotate through them pretty well, quick. It, they're, they're they're brand new, so they're probably. I was gonna say <coughs> they're also they're rotating through recipes. The the on Untapped, the ones that get chosen or you know rated more often get put to the top. Yeah. And people are gonna go in and fucking drink IPAs because that's and nice. they've they've been open. <coughs> I don't want to underestimate, but I want to say it's been like six weeks. It, it's no tell the definitively just opened up. Tell the definitive biography of Fast Friends Brewing. No, so uh, what I would say is, is go. You know, expect the beers that I talked about that Brian just mentioned probably might not even be there, right? Like they probably have their kind of core four or five that they're going to keep brewing, and they're experimenting with the rest or yeah, um, whatever. But it. it so far, you know, I went with my wife and uh, our friends. And Wait, you're married too? <laughs> yeah. they uh, Everybody enjoyed it, especially the pizza. The pizza is, yeah, go hungry, go thirsty. Go hungry, oh, leave happy. Fast Friends Brewing. And it's nice because it's the brewery doesn't really have anything else around it. So Love it that. would suck if it just had, you know, good beer and it had terrible food, so that meant you had DoorDash food. Or, you know, it is nice that the combo is is really well executed. So, you can go there as a destination. There will be something for everybody to eat. There will be something for everybody to drink. You know, not really kid oriented. So there's not like a playground or anything because it's a tight spot. But you could take the kids there, play bags for you know half an hour to an hour. There's a little like patio thing downstairs. With turf grass and whatnot that the kids can play on. Now I see something that might be triggering for Villem, and I'm going to go ahead and prepare him. Villem, if you go there, <clears throat> just take a deep breath. Understand that Frank had nothing to do with this. Okay. They offer a Mediterranean salad, but they don't have any tabbouleh. It doesn't look good. Oh, no. How could they? They're just salty because they can't even compete. They I probably know. just can't whip up a good enough tabbouleh. Can't whip yeah, up a good batch of tabbouleh. Tabbouleh Town, USA, baby. Why would they even try? I don't know. Uh, speaking of why would they try. Um, <laughs> tabbouleh Capital of America. It's so good. I, I just looked at their, I looked at their menu. <laughs> it's the best. Mm. Most- Random fucking thing to be like the capital of it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we make a great taboo against dolls. It's so good. And someone said, "Oh, you know, Queens, New York, or something," and you're like, "Oh yeah, of course, this is like super diverse." <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know what else is diverse? Of course, it's going to be about thirty. No, there's a very strong Lebanese population. You know what, yeah, <laughs> you know what is very diverse? Harvard, the 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 the, the block between Harvard and Yale. In Tulsa, to Bully Town, USA, baby. Yeah. We make a strong Baba Ganoush over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Tulsa. Fucking couscous, bitch. <laughs> we yeah. little do we know, consumption of couscous is like the coast, and then this big dot in the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> Call it a heat dome of fucking couscous <laughs> consumption. Like, what do they do there? <laughs> oh, that, that's the Tabuli capital of America. Is what that is. <laughs> Big couscous is rolling into town, <laughs> fucking slinging couscous all over your caboose oh, boost. All right. So speaking of, uh, I don't know. I had a transition, but we're just gonna go into this. Villem, uh, I think last time we talked, you were contemplating changing the spark plugs on your car. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do that? No, I got the tools, but I haven't done it yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why? Well, I was wondering because I. Um, I went to uh, fuck off, Frank. No laughing. No, hold on. I'm not laughing. Okay, last time you spoke about these spark plugs, this was an emergency. <laughs> it was like, like five weeks ago. I don't know how I'm going to get to work. Listen, I have a terrible tendency to overworry. No, okay. really? I, <laughs> I used to be super laid back, but when when we talked about it on the cast, you were like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it this weekend." You know, like. Da, 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 mm-hmm. guy, at the, guy at the dealership told or not dealership, the, yeah. the body shop told me I needed to do. Try, when I to told f- you that, I probably knew that I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I simultaneously wanted I was to do it probably and knew like, I wasn't who, going who's to. Who's lying to who right now? <laughs> sitting here. <laughs> oh, so I guess I could just, I don't know, I'm going to scratch this question off. I'm guessing you didn't change your own windshield either. You didn't do that? <laughs> no, no, that was a big gag. I hope we were all clear on that. We were talking about having the right to, <laughs> to change funny your was windshield. Troy like went for it, yeah, and he's he like, "Yeah, I think you need like these suction cup things." <laughs> Not only that, he like he tried to he didn't try to burst your bubble, but he was like, "Yeah, he was yeah, super man, kind." I think it's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> He, he was like, so nice. I had someone come to my driveway to do it, and I was kind of impressed with how, you know, how quickly and easily they did it. And I was like, okay, Troy. Well, <laughs> That's I, definitely not something I do on my own. Between that conversation and right now, I did have somebody come out to my driveway and replace a windshield. As, uh, nice. How much did that's it run? The one you? that's been uh, severely it, cracked and oh, a, a hazard to you. No, I think. Are you talking about on my car? Yeah. No, that one's still fu- it's still cracked, but it's not um, it's not impeding my vision, and I learned a lesson Fair because my wife's car. I know I'm married too. It's fucking wild. We're just learning all too much about our personal <laughs> lives. Um, my wife's car uh, got hit with a I don't know a fucking shot put. It looks like I don't know. We were driving out of Galveston. Something came up, hit the hood, bounced into our windshield giant like Ooh. no joke look like baseball size like just pow didn't go through the windshield thankfully we're all safe and Jeez. okay uh but it fucking destroyed the windshield and then it started cracking as we were in Galveston on the way back it started cracking across the window but like 
still all over on the passenger side. So uh, having awesome auto insurance, I call my insurance agent and she's like, yeah, oh, you got a cracked windshield. I'm very sorry. All right, we're going to transfer you over to Safe Light because they take care of all of our windshield repair. I was like, okay, you know, is that, uh, you know, do y'all do, does my coverage have some sort of window, you know, windshield replacement? And she's like, ah, they actually take care of all of that. I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, they'll tell you what that charge is. Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and transfer you over. And just oh, send you over. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, yeah. So, uh, your boy, How much did it run you? your boy, uh, it honestly, for what I got, whatever, not that big of a deal. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it was $300 to have it installed. Um, which Man. not great. However, because you know, I've heard stories of people I work with. They're like, Oh yeah, my insurance company just came out and replaced my windshield while I was at work for free. And I was like, that seems Where are people finding these plans. Great. I have wow. like pretty decent insurance. I've got USAA. Like, I don't have that. Like I've got USAA. I got into an auto accident one time. They fucking like the police showed up and they were like, uh, the, your USAA agent called and said that you might need a ride. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, it wasn't that extreme, but it was pretty fucking cool. Anyway, <laughs> oh fuck! So I you was like, uh, they did. Hey, Flo came walking out of the car. <laughs> no, it was uh, USAA. They fucking sent SEAL Team Six to come over and fucking oh, pit, airlift me over to the Enterprise across the highway. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I fucking go through Safe Flight. They're like, yeah, it's three hundred bucks or two hundred eighty dollars. Um. But yeah, you're yeah, it's it's, it's less than your deductible. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So we got it taken care of. Uh but the fucking they the they scared the shit out of me. First off, they had they had they set up an appointment, went into safe flight. The fucking windshield that they were about to install had a giant scratch right down the middle of it. Oh dang. And the tech who was supposed to install it came and got me. He was like, Hey, listen. They're telling me to install it. I don't want to install it without clearing it with you. He was like, Thank God. are you okay with this? And I was like, no. what do you mean? And he was like, I can give this to you at a discount and install it for you today. I wouldn't take this. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take it. No, I don't want a fucking giant scratch in my windshield that I'm paying fucking even at a discount for. Yeah. I don't no. want that. He's like, all right, let's get you set up. So they set me up because I came out to them and they were like, they were, it was their fuck up. They're like, okay, we'll come out to you to install the windshield at your house. We'll wave the mobile in, you know, install whatever. Literally that was on a Friday. The tech was telling me, he's like, we've been getting, you know, we had that big hailstorm come through. We've had people on like back order for six weeks. And I was like, shit. He's like, but your windshield's still good. It's, you know, there's no holes in it. It's just, it, it looks bad. And I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, you might be able to hold out. I was like, shit. Well, how much longer is this going to take? Dude sits me down in the manager's office, wheels and deals with me. He's like, I'm going to, Put in all these codes for you to get some discounts. Right. He's like, real sorry about your inconvenience. We'll be out there on the 3rd. Get that installed. I was like, oh, okay, August 3rd? And he's like, uh, no, July 3rd. I was like, that's Monday. It is Friday. You're going to yeah. come out to my house in what, less than one business day. He's like, yeah, real sorry about that. I was like, yeah, should be. Fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Knock off another $30. And he's like, okay. I was like, oh. Oh, sweet. So yeah, I got a mobile installed and everything for 300 bucks. Whatever. We have a new windshield. But but, how much was the windshield? 
it was three hundred. It was three hundred out there. Oh, totally. With install. Yeah, yeah, with install and everything, okay. and and bad, recycling okay. the old I thought windshield. The install was three hundred. No, 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 no. Like, Holy shit, those people are no. printing money. <laughs> no, uh, which which what which what is fucked up is my passenger windshield window just exploded about two years ago while I was driving down the road. I thought I got shot. Turns out I didn't. Jesus. It just fucking exploded. That happens. Yeah, d- yeah. There's a new fear for you unlocked. I was driving <laughs> you, down. Hold on, wait one second. Can you imagine? You're on the highway. It explodes. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, "Who fucking shooting at me?" Dude, oh my God. where I was in Dallas, I don't know, man. It could have gone either way. I would lose it. I know for a fact I'd be like heart. Blood pressure through the roof. The rest, yeah, of the seriously, Frank. That's I didn't even. Like, Who's the fuck is shooting? Me? Frank, I didn't even pull over until I got home, and I was about thirty <laughs> miles <seriously>. away. <laughs> I think I would probably immediately think someone was shooting at me, dude. Well, I looked. I was like, well, "There's no, there's no through and through here." Okay, <laughs> like I'm not hearing whistling noise or anything. So I'm like, okay, it's clearly like. So what ends up happening with some cars? And this is just the explainer. Their uh, windows sit inside like a little metal, like C track or like a U track, right? So the mm-hmm. glass sits down this way, and it there's like a little clamp that brings that tightens the tightens this little U device up, and then uh, that that little clamp is driven by an actuator to raise and lower the window. Well, over okay. time, what happens is that clamp can loosen up, and the window slowly, like just ever so slightly, starts vibrating within there. Uh, and it happens from harmonic vibrations from just road, like road vibrations. Right. And then doing that, if it hits just right, it's fucking glass. Uh. It just explodes. Similar to how, you know, like you have that little safety glass hammer that's supposed to yeah. pop your window if you're ever in an auto accident or whatever. Same concept. All it has to do is have, you know, the tiniest little angle hit and the whole thing just explodes which is what fucking happened while i was driving 70 miles an hour on i-35 in dallas yikes dude. yeah so anyway when i had that replaced a couple years ago that was 240 dollars. a whole fucking windshield installed was 60 bucks more so well but yeah. did they have to replace the actuator no none of that oh, okay none of that i don't know tesla charged me 180 bucks and they had to replace the actuator yeah actuators are expensive and they're a pain in the ass to they're a pain in the ass to get and they're a pain in the ass to install get two yeah but what you could do what i did when i had you remember uh beautiful darkness my 1999 pontiac grand prix gt just tape it better uh just take the door panel off and get you a like a two by six and jam under the edge of the window. Uh, oh, good and idea. just, just the, leave it up. There. Yeah. Leave it up. It's now, it's now an up window permanent. Up. Just, oh my and God. then when the, uh, when, another, didn't really go down very well when another actuator broke, you put another piece of wood in there. And then by the time you get rid of the car, you only have one working window and that's fine. Cause it's the driver's side window. The one window you paid to have repaired and you only did it once. Cause it was $300 to change the actuator on oh. the fucking driver's side window. So yeah, yeah no. I, anyway, well, that's a lot of car trouble. Um, sounds like Villem's in for it with the spark plugs. Yeah, good luck, my dude. <laughs> but you got the tools. Be fine. You got the tools. You're like an eighth of the way there, buddy. I sprung for the torque wrench. <laughs> oh, you bought. Wait, Finally hold on. The tool that you bought was the torque wrench. No, nah, I mean, I I just got like I got the plugs. I got the dielectric grease or whatever. And I already had a spark plug uh, socket, and I think 
Did you get wires too? No, fuck no. You need to get new wires if you put new plugs in. Every time? You First off, how many times have you changed Why spark plugs? <laughs> well, after the summer. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm changing my spark plugs so, every 150 miles at this point. Well, it was, no, well, but it was I, I watched the Honda mower. You, you, need, you need to change your wires if you're going to change your plugs, too. Why? They're not that expensive. I believe you. You just added five weeks. It makes me remember better. It makes me remember better. Why do you need to do it? Yeah. Okay, just think of it this way. Uh, any any uh, part that is, uh, I forget what the term is, but like it's replaceable. It, de- it degenerates over time. Something uh-huh. like spark plugs. Um, if you change that, uh, you need to change all the stuff upstream from that. So the the cables. Oh, might as well replace the engine while you're at it. No, but you're distributing, <laughs> like, you're, like you're fucking. Well, you're opening the hood, so change the hood. That's the first. Your spark step. plugs are getting a spark through your spark plug wires, which are fairly cheap to replace. So replace them okay. while you're replacing the spark plugs. Okay. Uh, but they're going to a distributor like those, your distributor distributor caps, not going to be replaced. You, you'll probably never replace that, but your spark plugs and your wires replace them at the same time. Velum's had those spark plugs for six weeks now. I know he's sitting on them. They're collecting <laughs> dust. You're making me feel horrible about this. Did you get the, well, luckily you didn't do it because you're, you'd, you'd have to be doing wires. spark plug wires next week. If you'd already done it. That's right. That's right. We hell out, Joe. Did you get the uh, Did you get the platinum spark plugs, or did you get the iridium spark plugs? <gasps> I got iridium. Nice. Is that better? I don't know. I got to be honest. I just know those are <laughs> two different types. I got NGK though. I think I loved him when he was with Eight Ball, and they were fucking singing <laughs> those pretty sweet rap songs. Yes, yeah, funny. <laughs> when he was with Eight Ball, <laughs> Eight Ball and MJG. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle, Villem. You said before the cast that you're you had an appliance go out. I know that got Frank's oh God, nipples this is, hard. This really is fucking Bob Vila's home. It is. Moment. It's okay. fucking Shade Tree Mechanic meets this, this old Bob house. I wanted to ask about content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Is this not good content? Is Are you not entertained? <laughs> Welcome to Car Talk. <laughs> I love I love this kind of talk. Yes, I did have an appliance go out. See? My fridge. My refrigerator. What kind of fridge is it first off? <laughs> my refrigerator. <laughs> What kind of what kind of ice box do you got? <laughs> Frank left. He was like, I draw the line at refrigerator. <laughs> He's like, I can't be privy to this this sort of sophomoric content. God damn it! Why did I write these prep sheets if no one's? How? Why am I gonna? Why did I even write these prep sheets if no one's using them? I Ryan, it was a whirlpool. Okay, uh, but it was like an old. I mean, it had to be nineties at like the okay, absolute I mean, so youngest, is, and I, they I, kept fixing it too. Like it would go out and be like new fridge, and they'd like get a fucking appliance guy out here to fix. It. Like really? Oh, is this is this one that came is with the house? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, so landlord is is sending landlord, people out. Landlord, especially. What kind of you have now? What they're LG. LG. Oh baby. Ooh. And it's like the perfect size for the space. You is know, it? It's not is like. It, wait. Is it your fridge? Or the no, landlord? No, I didn't get it. No. Okay. I, I could have, but no, no. Thank the pretty stars, my dude, because what you're going to experience is what Frank and I have both experienced with LG and Samsung appliances. 
Frank, do you want to tell them? Um, <clears throat> yeah, the uh, that warranty. <laughs> once you get to that five-year period, uh huh. You might as well just buy a new product. Just take it out back and shoot it because just that motherfucker is done. Well, what breaks on him is the is the ice maker, and that ice maker is consistently fucked. Like, yeah, and it, and it fucks up the whole. Oh, inside this is of okay, so so okay. In fairness, this is like a landlord fridge, so it is like oh, okay the bare okay. Well, then like let me... meets the bare requirement, but right. it actually works to the benefit because like hopefully there's like very little that can break on it, and yeah. it just like. You know, well, and also I'm not going to be here for five years, so I really don't give a shit. I was going to say that's the other positive, but just take this as a learning experience when you do buy your fridge. Um, my Samsung, um, did, the ice maker was not the problem. Uh, actually, it was a bit of an ice maker. The um, thermostat, where it was housed, was making its own ice, caused a bit of a problem because it was the thermostat was inside the heat sink in mm-hmm. the refrigerator core. And let me just tell you, when a thermostat is where heat is supposed to be dissipating, it doesn't know that it needs to ever turn off. I think I remember that. So yeah. it just ran until it froze itself over, and at which point it just and it would just do stopped. that every time, Ugh. every like month or so, until it got to be every week, and then yeah. we took it out back and shot it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Samsung, LG, go fuck yourselves. Like uh, I would, I would steer clear of any of those brands for. Really, any appliance. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a problem with their washing machine, didn't you? I had my Samsung. I've replaced every appliance in my house except for my stove. Well, yeah, that's a gas range, and that's a badass gas range, too. It's a good gas range, but the um, the Samsung dishwasher broke, the Samsung fridge broke, the Samsung washer-dryers broke, and I replaced them with Speed Queen, a Bosch, and a KitchenAid. KitchenAid uh, dishwasher in a Bosch. Fridge. I've been seeing a lot of people liking their KitchenAid stuff. Yeah. Yep. Although I my sister It's expensive, a... but I'll be honest. Like, I would not fuck around with uh, with Korean appliances. They th- th- Those warranties are worthless. Nobody in the U.S. services them. As soon as you call out someone for a warranty repair, it's 300 bucks out of pocket. Excuse me. Out of pocket. The parts right. are very difficult to get, if not impossible, even if they can replace the part. You're yeah. almost better off buying a new fridge. Like I've it's, got, yeah. I've got a GE fridge right now, and uh, the only thing I've had to replace, I'm knocking on wood. The only thing I've had to replace in it in the last three Water years. Filter. No, uh, the door handle that you broke off. Um, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. Frank deadlifted true. my freezer door handle <laughs> off in his, into his hands. <laughs> this was uh, when we were shopping for fridges. Y'all were shopping. We had shopped. We had I, bought our fridge. No, but he, let me explain what yeah, happened. So this door handle, right? Like I, for whatever reason, we had gone and seen so many French door fridges where the handle you pull out and up and it pulls the drawer out. And I don't know why, but I was like, man, this is nice, Brian. You can even got one of these drawers that I pull up and out and it just pulls right just out. Oh, fucking Lord, snapped it off. I <laughs> swear to God. Okay. Swear to God, Francois. <laughs> okay. He reached down with two hands, got into a deadlift stance, looked and goes, like and just that. yanked it off into his hand. <laughs> anyway, uh, it didn't it happen. Did but off. in uh, So just to be clear, um, since I had to replace that part, which you paid me for, so appreciate I it. it. Um, 
my seven-year-old daughter also broke my door handle <laughs> off the fridge. Oh, so, Lord. Yeah. It might be a weak point in the design, but the part is well, I've since ordered... My, my, my Venmo's open. Yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Don't fund me. <laughs> no, uh, I have since ordered five replacement parts for it now, just so I have backup, because yeah. when I ordered the last time, I realized they're shipping out of Grand Prairie, Texas, out of the uh, appliancepartdepot.com warehouse, which oh, okay. I feel like they could be a sponsor of either this podcast or my house. I would gladly come home to the appliancepartsdepot.com sponsored house brian's house in aubrey in Aub- <laughs> featuring aubrey texas <laughs> featuring aubrey texas yeah you know it, at brian I field appliances are i i know you know they have like a predetermined shelf life i get that but it's at least when you make it make it with you know some kind of repair in mind and that's what I quite like about Speed Queen for their washer and dryer units. It, they have like six parts in there yeah. that are major that can fail. The rest of it, you know, just isn't that big of a deal to replace. So, I, yeah, if you need to, you know, replace the entire wash housing, that's a job. But it's not, you, you, know, you know, you spin off the motor, you it drops right out. Like, I mean, that's just with you know maintenance in mind whereas the fucking lg and samsung shit there's so much electronics in them that are worthless they have sensors galore i don't know i've washed my shit in this what is essentially a laundromat washer dryer right and a samsung that's supposed to be the high-end samsung they came out the exact same cleanliness do not know the difference um, Frank is now the, hosting the, the one has not given me one fucking issue in three years. Frank is now hosting the old man podcast where these goddamn electronics with so many sensors. Oh, I am so against electronics but, in, in appliances. It's uh, so dumb. You know who else does that though? And I, I feel like doesn't get enough credit for it. GE. Their shit oh, yeah. is super simple. I, I, they just have, they just have brain dead design. Yeah. Like, which is fine. Like you, it's so simple. You can't fuck it up. Like, Whereas yeah, like, but that's changed. Uh, uh, like th- th- they're better now in terms of like sleep design. Oh, you oh you're talking about the uh, external elements. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm I don't give about, a like, fuck. You can tell a GE from a mile away because it looked like it stepped out of 1995. Perfect <laughs> with that because it's in my fucking laundry room. I I don't even go in there. The fuck? What are we doing? Like that's but, but that's, that's how okay, I view so shit. You see all these fridges that still run. Right from the 60s, like KitchenAids and GEs and Maytags, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, like our understanding of this technology isn't worse than it was back then, it's just built to be obsolete at some point. Um, so find the brands that stand by their product that have you know reasonable abilities to repair, um, and Unfortunately, sometimes those brands do cost a bit more. Like, if you buy a Speed Queen, it looks worse than anything you can get for half the price. Yeah. Um, but why it, does it have to look bad, though? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Speed Queen, just for whatever reason, has stuck with the laundromat look. But I'm telling you, uh, you know, you could go spend whatever the 1200 bucks for a washer 
that you're going to spend at LG that probably, you know, I don't know, launches the fucking, you know, Saturn rocket. Um, the Speed Queen is not going to do that. But goddamn, if that thing breaks, every single, it's a hundred bucks. It's just, you pay them a hundred bucks and they come out and they fix it if they need to replace it. That You just pay a deductible. That's it. The rest of it is taken care of for 20 years. So that's nice. Right. Like, I don't know. As a person who's replaced every Samsung appliance, if they had that kind of warranty, I wouldn't be shitting on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so as I, I feel like you're onto something, Frank, as Tammy Wynette saying, people should stand by their brand. Yeah. Anchors brewing included. It's funny because Tammy Wynette sang the song Stand By Your Man. Oh my God. I can't even believe it. you really. Oh my. You're welcome. Okay. Hey, so. Forget um, the question. Forget the question. <laughs> uh, no. Anchor, oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. So Anchor Brewing. Yes. Just, we kind of jumped through that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how much were they bought for by Sapporo? $35. Anybody ever disclose that? I don't know. A lot of those um, acquisitions, uh, Sapporo to, to Anchor and then um, Kareen Ichiban or Kareen. I forget what their other partner is. Uh, when Kareen bought New Belgium, I don't think there were ever numbers disclosed. Because someone lost, <clears throat> lost quite a bit of money. So, oh, it looks like they bought them for 85 million bucks. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, okay. So they're going to lose 45 million bucks on that transaction. Um, not including any severance packages and whatnot. That's just on the investment disposal, um, impairment charge. So, uh, I mean, depending on it's how not, much, I mean, in the, in the, in the, in the scope of Sapporo, it's not that big, but no. And also understanding that, uh, they, with that, I think own, real estate in san francisco <laughs> ah, that might yeah but that would go that would go towards that re- investment return so you... yeah i know but that might lessen the yeah. blow of 45 million dollars lost um yeah depending on what they do with it maybe they maybe sapora opens a big brew house in san francisco that. look out um cool. i don't think they'd ever do that but they could they could uh, I, I don't know. I feel like we're at the point in, um, the beer journey of America, the craft beer journey in America, like the 21st century America, where I'm not surprised in any brewery shutting down. I'm just not like for like, I'm not, not surprised breweries being bought out. I actually, I'm more surprised breweries being bought out now than I am for them closing down. We talked about it mm-hmm. when we started the podcast. Like, there's more craft breweries uh, open right now than there were ever in the history of the United States of America. Like, just by that number alone, they're going to start That's failing. That's awesome. Well, they, they were going to start failing, and they have. Mm-hmm. And when I say failing, not necessarily from quality standards or from uh, lack of interest in beer, but just a saturation in the beer world. And the availability of really good quality beer makes it to where, like, you don't, like, nostalgia only gets you so far. And uh, that's a lot of what Anchor Brewing brought to the table was 
nostalgia. Well, on the opposite end of that, Cabin Boys is opening a brew pub. I think this week. Welcome, Cabin Boys. Tomorrow is their opening night, I want to say. Where is it? Um, they so wait. Did they not have a brew pub before? Did they just have a standalone brewery? They just no, had, they a had brew trucks. Brew trucks? No, they had no. food trucks. Oh, okay. I was like, they're the only ones. No, I mean, operating. yeah, they have the the brewery, and yeah, they would get. Okay. Yeah. They uh, ended up permanently hosting one called the Worst, which I don't want to talk shit, but like, it's ten bucks for a brat, and for like nine bucks. And then an extra buck fifty for the chips, and then, you know, I just like was not impressed. Uh, so how big were these? How big were these bratwurst? I'm guessing they were just a standard brat, nothing special, nothing crazy. You know, like that's so, even not a fair. I feel like if for nine bucks you get like a foot long or something. Am I mistaken, or are they taking over the prairie spot? Nope, that's why I brought it up. You are not mistaken. Oh. That's exactly what's happening. It's pretty exciting. Wait, the prairie, yeah, the, cool. the the like brew pub that they opened briefly? Yeah. Okay. Now, yep. not briefly. It was a few risk. years. I mean, the pandemic kind of took them out. Yeah, Villem had his uh, uh, rehearsal dinner there. Rehearsal dinner there with Burnco Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. Um, so it looks like they're opening. Bold, bold choice, by the way, on a Saturday night. Oh, so the 15th. Why is opening yeah. on a Saturday a bold choice? You normally don't have the kinks worked out well enough to open a establishment on the weekend. It is a normally what you do is you open on a Monday or Tuesday to at least go through, you know, an open, close kitchen cycle without a mad rush of people in the door. A lot of the times you open unannounced. And then do the soft. They, they could have been doing it this week. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know, Frank. Stop I coming don't. for them right now, okay, bro? I don't. But normally, a Saturday night grand opening announcement is go take some balls. I'm uh, We should get like should get like a band out there for that opening. You know, some mm-hmm. some real classy. I'm curious if it's like them. So, like what Prairie did was. They hired, I don't know if they hired or what, they went into partnership with a local restaurant group, basically, who administered the brew pub. I wonder what Cabin Boys is doing. Like, if they're doing that or if they're just taking it on. You know, if if they're not taking it on, their brand should not be associated with it. It is you think highly, so? highly risky. Oh, it's so risky to, nobody cares. But what your if you're like, I don't really. That small. What if you're like, I don't really run restaurants. Like, that's not what I do. I, I need help, like, because... Don't yeah, it's I have would... it. You know, to partner in terms of, like, you can hire restaurant consultants, and you can, you know, you can go hire a GM. But if, if it's not under their umbrella, if they're sponsoring, like, if all they're doing is the beer yeah. and the name, you know, <clears throat> I don't know... Risky. I've seen it fail a lot of times, and Prairie is just one example. That's what happened, yeah. Um, it's it, it, like you never, you know, it, you set a standard for your brand experience, yep. and you're kind of hoping that those people maintain it to an extent. What was that? Uh, what it's, was... It is risky to do. It's not. 
What was the name of that brewery restaurant that had several locations in Austin? North by Northwest? North by Northwest. Right? Oh, did, did they close? Point. Yeah. Oh, shit. They did. They tried to go too big too quick. Um, they did a very similar arrangement where the main one up north, every, every, every North by Northwest location was like a joint venture. Yep. And... Unfortunately, the one down south, the standards were not as high, and it closed down. The, the I um you know we're talking about breweries and and uh, food. I had a pretty unique experience. Uh, we went over to Roanoke, Texas, which is in this weird like middle spot. You guys find the that's where the colony is, right? The, the actually the colony on the lost colony. That's what you would think. The colony is actually farther east down one twenty one. I'm not making that up. Uh, And then if you go farther west and then you go toward the speedway, that's where you find Roanoke. It might as well be lost. It is actually a really cool-ass part of North Texas because of how they've developed it. Uh, But all that to say, there's a brewery over there. It's called Soul Fire Brewing. And it like I'd never been there. I'd heard that their beer's pretty good. Uh, We went and met uh, Mrs. Brian's friend over there with her her little kid and uh we hung out at soul fire well i was like i heard that they had food over there but i wasn't sure how it was done and i knew it was in like a downtown area so i was like we'll find food down there it'll be no big deal when we got there what it is is like soul fire brewing is like a bar and brewery in one okay and then they have like a everything is smoked low and slow everything is low and slow there's yeah you want smoked cocktails? I hope so, because that's all yes. we do here. I've been smoking this brandy all night. Anyway. Nelson Sauvignon hops smoked for 10 hours. That's all we do here. Sauvignon Blanc smoked for 10 hours. It's only smoked. <laughs> um, we got hickory. We got pecan. We got apple. <laughs> we got, yeah. We got tobacco. Anyway, all that uh, is there. And then there's this like weird, It's the best way I can describe it is like a fucking food court. But it's this open space where there's about eight restaurants that all f- like have their own dedicated space, like an open indoor seating area. And it's like it is a fucking food court. And on the surface, like as I'm saying it, I'm seeing Frank's face. He's like, what the fuck kind of white trash shit did you go to? Pretty white trash. Yeah, it's, but the food, the food could either be a wonderful or it's going to it's going to scream. This is the food court. <laughs> It was actually really good. Uh, okay, well, the, the okay. food that the food that I tried was really good. I found there was a Cajun restaurant it, that was functioning in there, and I got an order of uh, boudin balls, um, some truffle mac and cheese, and some red beans and rice. Oh, nice! All fucking really, really good. They like they asked me where I was sitting. I was like, "Well, I'm over at the brewery, but I'm out on the patio." He was like, "Dude, I'll bring it out to you. Don't worry." Brings it out to me like it's. It, it's These not, are all like small businesses trying yeah. to. It's essentially right. people who would be operating in a food truck, but they have a, yeah. a centralized location. I love that concept. Like more cities need to dedicate their you know empty space. These these governments just own buildings that sit yep. there and do nothing with them. Just fucking and turn it into. It's exactly kitchens. exactly what they did. Frank, they literally, I mean, you could tell this is old, like municipal building that they were like, well, let's put a facade on it, which they did a good job. It fits in with the rest of the downtown area. 
But then when you go inside, you look and it's all nicely done. But you start looking at the bones, you're like, oh fucking Christ, that's a receptionist. That's what the courthouse yeah, was. like this, this. I was. I guarantee some asshole was paying a parking ticket here 20 years ago. <laughs> and like, okay, funny story about that, right? Here in, in Buda, we have the same thing. The city moved city hall up the street, and old city hall sat empty. Well, they had like this whole, you know, series of pitches that people made to, um, you know determine the future of city hall in the, in the, in the city library. And the one that ended up being victorious was this, like it, she calls it mindful art studio. Okay. And it, it's essentially like, I don't know, like it's an art gallery slash learn how to do pottery slash <laughs> it's a fucking art school and it's anybody can sign up for it. You know, sometimes the classes are full. Sometimes She's shilling the classes at the farmer's market. Some, I don't know how this Sometimes maybe good, no, sometimes maybe sheet. <laughs> but let me tell you real quick. This lady is also on the Main Street Development Committee. Mm. And I know some people also on the Main Street Development Committee. Apparently, she tried to derail the city 20, 2030 planning. Oh, and tried to <laughs> she tried to direct a whole bunch of the planning effort towards public art spaces there it is yeah <laughs> everybody so she comes in right she's doing the planning planning committee's like hey you know we're here to kind of sift through the ideas that people have had to determine what we're going to put on the survey to figure out how you mm -hmm. know people want to see the city in, in in 10 years and this lady goes well since we all know people come to beauty for the art <laughs> she like, said that with a straight face <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole we're becoming an art center in central texas and i was like what what the rest of the people on the board look around like fucking did i hit my head what happened here what's, what's going on this lady's fucking cuckoo if you remember during covid they were doing that like no vaccine bus tour Oh, it was on the news. Okay? <laughs> this lady brought is... the fucking no vaccine bus to Buda, Texas. Like, what? <laughs> we Good barely, God. like, it didn't even, nobody covered it. <laughs> nobody knew it was here. I went on walks every day and walked past the stupid fucking bus with someone sitting out front with nobody in it. Nobody talking to the person. <laughs> the dude's like, I don't see what it <laughs> I just, I, so she's fucking cuckoo for cocoa puffs he is nuts this my, lady is absolutely nuts I think the, my favorite thing that you've said in a long time frank was it was on the news like you had to justify like villain and i thought that you were making this up you're like no 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 it was on the news they no, had the people bus here was on the news. It, it was so <laughs> damn fucking crazy that someone went on a bus tour they they took an old school bus of course and, it was. like, made, I don't know, a bunch of anti-vax shit along the side of it. And uh, posed as, I don't know if they were doctors or weren't doctors. I don't know. I didn't talk to him. But <laughs> Thanks she, for clarifying. Like, I, I remember one day waking up and reading about this tour going around. And I think it might have been, you know, maybe somewhere in Louisiana or something where someone ran into these people. And then the fucking, not even a week later, these motherfuckers are standing outside of the mindful art studio. <laughs> this lady's uh, teaching them how to finger paint. <laughs> They're really getting into the arts. Yeah. No. And then like later I went to the bar and this, the mindful arts lady was there and 
she came over and she was like, you're not thinking about getting that vaccine, are you? And I was like, oh, God. And what makes you wonder? Like, I don't even fucking know you. And like, my wife had signed up for three classes with her. And all of a sudden she was like, full blown. Let me let let me have you. uh, you I'm going to need you to ingest this. Uh, (laughs) Wait, no, she's some fucking random drug that apparently was a COVID cure. She's nuts. She is nuts. But. I'm you better be glad she didn't find out what your wife did for a living. She'd be Art like, center. gonna really need some of those horse pills. Yeah. <laughs> Ivermectin on the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Goddamn. fucking shit. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to y'all real quick uh, about some content that I am deep. I realized today that I have a, uh, a, a type of content that I seek out. Uh, specifically on on the YouTube's. Are you familiar okay. with YouTube? Do you, do you know what that YouTube. is? Okay, you, I've heard the good word. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, YouTube content creators are getting better than like a lot of news. Someday they're gonna I catch watch mostly YouTube. Someday, someday them guys and gals are gonna catch up. To nobody left behind. You know, they'll they're gonna surpass some, us if we don't stay. Point, hey, hey, I'm just saying, guys. Brian Son. Calm down. Okay. I know. I know. Just we got to prepare. We probably got to take Willem's uh, pod prep classes a little more seriously next time. Probably should. Uh, no, but the, the content that I've been seeking out, car repair, like car building videos, specifically exotic cars. So right now I realize that I am nuts deep in three different car like improvement videos i say are you are you in it for the asmr experience no fuck or are no. you in it just to, oh, i, I watch i'm no i uh I, I watch i get my asmr from underground sources anyway i oh, God. <laughs> it's this guy he's called asmr underground it's totally normal anyway no uh the car the car videos that i'm talking about are like this dude is uh redoing a ferrari f12 and it's already okay. twin turboed and he's turning it into a full-fledged like race car, like a drift race car. Got it. Got it. It's sick. Badass. It's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. Over on Daily Driven Exotic. You follow. You follow the series. Yeah. Like oh, as he dude. Hey, it's fucking awesome. And Love. then okay, so that's the oh. type isn't important. You enjoy that. You know that this, journey. Sorry, the content. It's the type of the content. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like I found yeah. that this is the t- because then I look over at Tavarish's channel. This is another channel on YouTube who's. The dude is very famous for rebuilding really famously destroyed cars. Uh, he's rebuilt yeah. a he twin. He's one of the first people to twin turbo a Lamborghini Gallardo. Uh, he was he rebuilt a fire damaged Ferrari uh, that got that caught on fire on the internet. Hilarious. Uh, he also rebuilt the the fast the fate of the furious uh, orange Murcielago that like in the movie. It's a movie car and it like drove into the like an ice hole on some mm-hmm. ice lake or whatever. Anyway, it was a movie car. It was just the shell so, and then he rebuilt it back to what it would have come out of the factory as. Has he changed the spark plugs on a Honda CRV? Dude, there are some things he can do. He's rebuilt a damaged McLaren six seventy five LT. I don't think he can touch uh two thousand fifteen, is it? Twenty seventeen Honda CRV? I don't think they're allowed to. No. no, legally he can't. If he did, well, he's not going to be able to afford it. If no, he breaks it no. Uh, right now yeah. he is currently rebuilding. Like he rebuilt that 675 LT McLaren 
beautiful. Took it to SEMA. Beautiful. Right now, he's rebuilding the most famous damaged car on the internet of the last year, which is a flood-damaged McLaren P1, which is, I don't know. That's if, the one that's a $20 million car, right? It's a, it's a $2 million car, but million. Uh, it was famous because when the hurricane hit Orlando, uh, that was the supercar that was seen floating down the fucking street. <laughs> it's, okay. it's wow. wild. And so he's taken that on and is rebuilding <laughs> it from the ground up. And it's cool as shit. So he's, I actually found from him, my other car YouTuber that I've been following is a dude named Matt Armstrong, who's rebuilding. He's rebuilt dozens of cars at this point, but he's based in the UK right now. He's rebuilding a Ferrari F four thirty and doing it like from the ground up. It's fucking great. Like I realize this is a very specific niche of YouTube. Do y'all have a very specific niche of YouTube that maybe I could now get into to set because, because it takes so long for these guys to build these cars that like, it may be like four weeks before an update comes out just because it takes that long. I think my YouTube is strictly Dickly. wormholes. So like wormholes. I, that's yeah, not, that's I not mean, code like for something. Is it shit that wormholes? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I mean, so it's like a wormhole. One of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is sailing channels. Nice. Um, just people sailing. It's fantastic. Are they like um, going through how to sail or are they oh, just no, like... they, they, it's vlogging too. Okay. Like day-to-day vlogging. Um, I really enjoy that. I, I also do find quite a lot of entertainment in, you know, some of the more famous YouTubers. Like I do enjoy Mr. Beast videos. I think they're funny. Um, not all of them are good content. Like the latest one where he crashed the train into a hole isn't good content, but um, he has had several videos. That There's I've a lot of whole talk. I feel like there's a lot of whole content that you're into. <laughs> um, the, uh, the other guy that I really enjoy, which I think you guys would enjoy too. There's a YouTuber by the name of Ryan Trahan. He's out of Austin. He does something called the penny series where he goes around and travels. Um, he raises money for, for charity for the most part, once a year. Um, he starts with a penny and he tries to make it back to his house or in this case this year he started in Europe and made it back to the US Um, and he had the only money that he's allowed to spend during that time is what he can make from the penny so he ends up taking a penny trading it for a pen having someone buy the pen from him for a buck or two taking the buck trading it for water or going and buying bottled water, going to a tourist destination, selling the bottled water, yeah. taking that money, getting a sketch pad, starting to draw sketches at you know the Eiffel Tower, and it's really like it's actually quite, you know, he looks it like makes he could you be... appreciate what you can do with, you know, some he looks intuition like... and and drive. He could be Casey Neistat's like nephew. He, he's just a really cool dude too. Like he's funny and. Um, obviously I like the cooking content. I do enjoy that quite a bit. Have you been really following, any- have you been following Guga's like three channels that he has spun off of? I, you know, Guga, I enjoy, I just don't like that much steak content. So, well, um, yeah. So yeah. I've backed away from Guga for quite a bit. Um, I've been I, Jones. I've been shaking. I, really, I don't get steak once a week. You know, the guy so that I get is, uh, really enjoys dude can cook. 
Um, really it, like him. Josh Weissman gets two in his own shit for me. I don't mind him, but he's, he's not my favorite. He does sniff his own farts pretty um, hard. He seems like it. I don't know. I don't watch his stuff that often. But, I, you know, so cooking channels I really enjoy. Um, sailing cooking, random history shit. Like, I really enjoy... Um, there's a whole YouTube, uh, like channel strictly dedicated to biographies of leaders and they're all 50 minutes and they go like, you know, anything from Nelson Mandela to Joseph Goebbels and like, like all of this shit you can go into the history of. And yeah. so I, I don't know. It's, I've been falling asleep to those types of documentaries over the last couple of weeks. Great. Yep. Leads to Love great it. dreams. Real you great stuff. Some vivid things where you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Fucking <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah. Frank, I will say this. I had a dream about you. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You walked into my parents' house while I was hanging out with Johnny Depp. Okay. Okay. And we had to take a ride to Oklahoma City to drop Johnny Depp off at the airport. You couldn't fly out of Tulsa or Dallas? Well, no, my parents' house. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm driving in Tulsa. I had to drive past another airport. That's just inefficient, <laughs> Frank. That's inefficient. Now, I tell you, that it was uh, no. I don't. I said Johnny Depp. That's not who I meant. That is not. Wait, is it Johnny? Who the fuck was it? It was a long time ago, and it was a dream at this point. <laughs> Let's say it's Johnny Depp. It sounds good. No, it wasn't Johnny Depp. It was what's his dick? Leonardo DiCaprio. God damn it. Oh, okay. Leonardo That's DiCaprio, good. who I thought was Tom Cruise the entire time of my dream. I thought I was hanging out with TC himself, hopping up on couches and shit. And I, and I I look over, it was kind of weird too. I look over and I was like, Tom, I'm so sorry that I did that. And he, and I look and it's Leonardo DiCaprio and he's like, I am Tom Cruise. And I was holy shit. He's like, I'm that good of an actor that I'm Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, what the fuck? And Frank walks in my parents' front door. He's like, we ready to go? And I was like, of course, Frank is going to ruin this. I'm hanging out with Leonardo <laughs> fucking DiCaprio. Anyway. And then my dad tried to give him some going home money in my dream. He's like, we, we uh, passed around the envelope, took up a collection. So your friend can get home safe. I was like, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's fine. He's like, was he, does he have money or something? I'm like, yeah, he's good. He can make it back. He's all right. He's like, oh, well, it was nice having him here. I was like, shut the fuck up. Get out of my dream. What is happening? I'm just trying to hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio and Frank and my dad keep ruining shit. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, Joseph Goebbels documentary. I blame you. Oh. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll Nazi say for sure. for sure. That leadership documentary is my jam. Villain, um, what about I, you? I, don't know. I really get into like, like nonfiction shit. That's true. I, I get that. Yeah. What's your team? Did you ask me? Yes. I go, Villa, what, what are you into? And Sorry, I assumed it was going to be. off there for me. I wasn't sure. Um, I thought it was going to be the HondaRepairGuy.com. The uh, <laughs> Garvey. I did, I did <laughs> watch like, a video on that. Car repair videos are super dry to me. So I oh, you need, get what I need and do you move watch, forward. You know? Do you watch Scotty? Scotty Repairs on YouTube? I've, you know, no, I haven't. Oh, I don't you know, know what's a good one? Linus Tech Tips. Linus, Linus is good. I think I've seen him. Is that like Linus Torvald of uh, Linux, whatever? Yeah. No, 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 it's not. This okay, is, actually, uh, 
Linus is the guy's name. He's like 37 years old. He's he's Canadian te- uh, computer tech guru. Yeah. And they do some okay. wild shit. Like they take so mainframes have become really cheap because they're pretty much useless unless you're running a data center. So these old mainframes that people paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars for, he'll go pick up the server racks and a couple blades for like 1500 bucks and he'll show people how like powerful these computers were. Yeah. Um, you know, basically repurposing old tech today. Yeah. That's I, one of the things he does. But I he's, like, he's cool. I like his uh his reviews on certain tech pieces of tech. It's really cool. Yeah, anything computer, anything graphics card like anything computer, graphics card, CPUs, any of that. If you're building yep. your own computer, go also one hundred percent PC based. If you are Mac anything, you can go fuck yourself. They don't do Macs. And um well, because Matt he, he does make it very clear though, like he tests all the Mac stuff. But he said, you know, like they don't make these things upgradable. So he what I'm going to do is tell you what the Mac is, yeah. and then I'll show you an equivalent PC that does the same thing for much less money. For uh, much less I forgot, and perform. I forgot he got on uh, Mac's bad side when the new Mac Pros came out, or the yeah, iMac iMac Pro. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> he cracked one open because you know the iMac yeah. Pro is all in one, and it was a whole thing. He cracked one open and broke a screen, and the and uh, Apple was going to charge him like twenty six thousand dollars to replace a screen on a twelve thousand dollar p like uh, computer it is a whole fucking thing. That's how Damn. he got on my. Yeah, uh, he, he's gotten in there in there, kind of bad on their bad side a couple times. He, who, who, there's a couple times where he released reviews for stuff that wasn't supposed to be done yet. Yeah. So um, anyway, he's great. If if you're looking at you know even Apple stuff, he does review it fairly. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, and I'll be honest, like Marquise, he gets too into the uh, how do I like the non-important shit. So he he like goes heavily into UI UX. Yes, I understand that is important when but it comes to a phone. All subjective too, um, and it's all super subjective. So. His reviews matter more for me, like, oh, you know, is the form factor, does it feel solid, whatever. Yeah. When it comes to functionality, I don't give a shit what that person has to say at all yeah. when it comes to reviews. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll go find a person that actually uses the product for more than an hour. Yep. Um, so, Villain. yeah, Linus Tech Tips. I like history. I've been watching some a lot of history stuff. Uh, have you guys heard of the people or people's profiles? That's channel? the one I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. With all the different history figures. Oh, I yeah. love that. And channel. Most, would, they're world leaders for the most part. Yeah. For recently, it's not always, but you know, cause like I wouldn't call Osama bin Laden a world leader, no. but he, <laughs> he was a leader is. in the world. It's, you know, <laughs> he was weirdly. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Um, but yeah, that one love that channel love it too it's Been great and, and like super like detailed but not overwhelming that's yeah what have, have you guys heard of veritasium or veritasium yeah does uh all kinds of like science behind tech stuff 
Yeah, he's, that makes sense. I, I think he has a series now on AI that he's physics. Been... It's a lot of physics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very interesting. V e r i t a s i u m. If I have like a break in the day or something, you know, like an awkward time between meetings, maybe like fifteen minutes or so, I'll throw one of his videos on because it's like that's not enough time to like get into something, but at the same time, you know, um, uh, love love that shit. Have you heard of the Backyard Scientist? Yeah, I think I've seen some of his videos or hers. I don't know. It's uh, I started watching him just like blow stuff up in his pool back like years ago, uh, but that. now he like most recently he just bought a laser cleaner. You know those those like you've seen those videos of people taking like old rusty metal and just hitting it with a laser cleaner and it like takes all the rust off. Well, yeah, those are the same machines that also do laser welding and uh, something else. Anyway. This dude has is using this quote unquote laser cleaner and like trimming his palm trees up in his yard from the ground. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yep, yep. Like he set it up. He's like, well, you have to hyper focus the beam. So he like, and then he ends up getting the fire department out. Yeah, because Holy he lit shit. part of his fucking yard on fire with this yeah. palm leaf that just burst into flames. But it worked, and like he's also not the first time this happened. But he he goes through and tests a bunch of shit like that. Um, but also, have you ever heard of Smarter Every Day? Mm-mm. Villem, I think you would really like Smarter Every Day. This dude goes through, he literally goes through the scientific method on these random things and then teaches people like how everyday problems can be solved with the scientific method and like breaks down all the steps along the way. Uh, oh, that's that's so cool. one of the one of the things that he solved for was the question, can a baseball go a thousand miles an hour? Oh wow! And he and? built a cannon to get really fucking close, uh, but then like he talks about like drag and drag coefficients of a baseball with stitches, you know, limits the speed, eats up, and yeah, and all this other shit. But then it's like, okay, well, how fast? You know, what kind of damage will be done if you know you launch a baseball at you know five hundred miles an hour, whatever the fuck it is? And he goes through right. and does it. It's Really cool. That's that cool. Um, and then Sounds he goes, like Mythbusters esque. Yeah, but like on a more like a less uh, entertainment, more technical, but yeah. more technical. Love that. Yeah, yeah. He goes and That's flies cool. with the Blue Angels at one point, and like I like the channels where you like <clears throat> you actually learn something. It's not distilled down into you know entertainment. Yeah, it is entertaining, but it's teaching you something. I do like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Brian. Before we go, yep. one if you like the folks who are restoring these cars, mm-hmm. you I think will also like there are channels out there of folks purchasing French chateaus and restoring them. And it is quite neat. Um I do get into those as well. Those are thirty two an hour long episodes that are very entertaining. I you know what? I was about to shit on that idea. I was like, oh fucking French chateaus. And then I remembered the like week straight that I watched nothing but shoe repair videos. Oh, that's also a good one. Yes. My I've, God. I've gotten into those as well. My God. <laughs> that's how when, I know the difference between a good, we're a good year wealth and a, uh, uh, the stitch. I forgot. I've like stitch. I've never been as excited as when that dude fucking polished up that Gucci emblem on those loafers from 1964. I've never been that excited. You know what is what is very pleasing on the shoe repair videos when they put the new cork in. 
because that cork is oh, like, like hot glue. Hot glue, it's yeah. So cool. I I I I think there's. I think I might be. I I've I've got a problem. I I enjoy those stupid ass videos, and I will spend way too much time watching them and like investing in them. Like, oh fuck, oh they got a TikTok. All right, let me just go see what they're doing over on TikTok today. And I'm like, fucking, it's so bad. Anyway, it's. Uh, I got one more. I got one more. Okay. It's called Three Blue, One Brown. That is a porno that I saw one time. <laughs> knew, I knew it was going to be some shit like that. I uh, had to say it because Parker's not here to say it. He would have definitely yeah, said it. honestly. He would have given the actors no. who were involved in the original, though. It's the it's like the number three blue and then the number one brown. Uh, and it's, they do... They kind of break down how to like i don't know approach problems from like uh i don't know just like watch it. it there's some cool stuff on there some of it's like how neural networks work but then there's like other stuff too i just don't want to say that example because like that might not be super exciting or intriguing but they also have oh, other stuff that you might find more interesting if villain. you are interested in how <laughs> the neural networks work there is a fantastic uh, video which I'll send you guys about a lady introducing the world it happened maybe a month ago to a concept called liquid neural networks by oh, which cool. neural networks use their own output as a feedback loop to learn from which is it reduces the number of nodes that you need in the network increases the efficiency at which it learns reduces noise and increases accuracy. It's really fucking sweet. Wow. Works just like a brain. I am a big old dum-dum because I didn't get any of what either of you just said, mainly because I was hung up on the title of a, of a video that Three Blue, One Brown released two weeks ago. Okay. That is called, it's, I'm guessing it's part of a series, part of the Convolutions series, and it's why X plus Y in probability is a beautiful mess. And I realized that the 364,000 views that this video has is made up of, I'm guessing, the probability, the statistic anomalies of it being anything other than the 364,000 people who watch that are vastly more intelligent than I am. No, 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 no. You should watch the video. I don't know. Just watch it. Uh, you know what? Next I'll, cast we talk about. <laughs> I'll have a full, full write-up for you on our next cast. <laughs> You what's the name of the channel? Three, Three blue, blue, one brown. One brown. Okay. Um you I'll I'll have that full write up. Villem, I want a full technical drawing of how to replace your spark plugs and reroute your spark plug wires. Oh god, I'll that means I just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Time. Pictures pictures too, my dude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The pics picture didn't happen. Well, at this rate, it could be right until December. At this rate, you're going to have at least one more oil change in you before well, he's going to be out there changing his spark plugs with his gloves on. This oh, fucking I'm really make it nice and difficult. <laughs> Got one of those magnet things in case I drop a bolt anyway. Oh, no, you, do, you, do, you should have one of those already, honestly. Those things are invaluable. You do now. Yeah, you do? Yeah, no, I, Part I, of your parts list, huh? I start and stop. No, it's at top the priority. Lid. You start. If I can change the oil in my truck, it's all I do. 
That's fine. It's fucking. It's great. You should like. That is a goal of mine. Do you do that now, Frank? Are you oh, changing yeah. your own oh, oil? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm trying to get to that. No, they they. It, 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 I pulled it in. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make an appointment for an oil change. $180. Fuck you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Why I'll so do much? This on my own. Like, because the oil's getting expensive. Well, so that and the oil. <clears throat> For this truck is 120 bucks alone, and then the filter is another 10. So they're only charging you 50 bucks, but it's like at this point, it is becoming you know a thing you should do on your own. Well, and you really want to shell out 200 bucks every and it's on their time, like so you could have an afternoon to where you can go get your oil changed, and they're like, Hey, it's gonna be four hours, so go fuck yourself. It and takes that, you 20 minutes in your driveway. That's what that's what ended it for me. I was like, you go fuck off. I know how to do this. I'll just do it at the house. Uh, Next thing is brakes. I might I might try that. Holler at I me. Heard They're it's easy. not bad on trucks. It's not bad, period. It's okay. really easy to do. Holler at me. Um, okay. okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week and every week on No Real Left Behind. You're the best. You listeners at home. Despite what Frank and Willem say about you, I think you're pretty intelligent. And uh, I care about you. Okay? You guys are great. Is that good? Am I dividing the room enough? No, Brian. <clears throat> wow. I love... Okay. All right. Anyway, you know what? They can't all be winners. All right. For Brian in North Texas. Woo! I'm out. <laughs> for Willem in Tulsa, thank you for listening. Yeah, this is Willem's done. assistant. <laughs> maybe maybe that's good... time. No. Oh, sorry. I, did... I stepped on it twice. <laughs> maybe finish your... That's all. Just, you know, have a good night. Okay. Sorry. Um, so maybe next time Brian could hit us, with, hit us up with some more culturally divisive jokes about rich kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, none of them work. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> that's the best one I've ever heard from you. Fucking perfect. You know what? That was great. All right, hold on. I got this.